After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host and today's episode is specifically a bonus one for the week because it's just honestly something that came up in recent conversation and I realized that it's thoughts that I probably wish I heard when I was a bit younger and maybe it's just from my own life experience and observations that I'm able to kind of conclude or share these type of thoughts. And I want to preface that I try to steer away from giving advice and most of what I say on this podcast is not usually what I would consider advice but just my thoughts and again my life experience or observations so take it as you will but what's interesting about that is recently my therapist had mentioned to me that he does not share advice or give advice rather because people often give advice to soothe their own anxiety and it got my wheels turning i thought about that for like the whole week after he said that and I think there's a lot of truth to that if you think long and hard about why certain people have given you advice or like are very forward about giving advice. I could say that from a perspective of someone in my family who has often tried to give me advice that not only doesn't resonate with me but doesn't, some of that advice doesn't really have a lot of, I would say like reality to it that like just at the very least, at the bare minimum, makes sense. And now I can see why this person would be so adamant about trying to share advice or trying to share something from 
once again, their experience to try to like push on to me because it's it's like soothing their own past and soothing their own anxiety about it. And and the biggest, I guess, uh-oh about that one is, is, is hard when two people, so in this case, a family member trying to share advice to me when we don't have the same experiences at all, right? So if I do ever seek out advice or maybe just at least wanting to hear thoughts and experiences, I would ideally go to people that have had a very parallel experience to what I'm currently going through. So if it's like business related, I would go to fellow entrepreneurs, you know, especially around my age or a little bit older who have been through maybe certain stages of the entrepreneurship and business building phase. If it's about a relationship, I would personally probably go to someone that or like observe and hear from someone that's maybe about 10, 15 years older than me. So they're still attuned in a way to kind of what my generation deals with but also has been in a relationship or has had enough relationship experience to kind of have a common ground um, or common theme I guess to to look at so I always like that because in a sense it's like in between your mom age and like an older sister age you know I think it's usually more rare to have an older sister that's like 10 to 15 years older than you. But for some reason, I have found that to be the sweet spot for me uh, when it comes to hearing from other women who can share just some wisdom. And again, I take what I feel like is best for me. So with that being said, I wanted to share a question that came up in conversation. And this was a while ago, so this really doesn't have, um, you know, much like present context in by the time I'm releasing this episode. But she had asked me and a group of girls whether we think that like what we think rather if she should like end things with her current partner because of uh, just certain situations that he is in or should she try to make it work that kind of thing and I guess to paint a little bit of context she actually lives with her partner and I believe they've been together for maybe like close to three years now if not a little over three years But the main thing is that I think he's unfortunately got himself into some difficult personal adversity and it, I think, affected her her belief or judgment about whether he is the ideal partner for her. And she mentioned that she's had a mix of opinions. Some people think he's amazing, that she should try to make it work with him. Some others said to her that she deserves better, she could do better, she should try to figure out the living situation and find a seamless way out of that and ideally move on from him. So I'm not like the closest person to her, so she kind of was curious to know what I thought, which I feel like is kind of smart because I'm not going to really have a huge bias on this. And to add as a tangent, I recommend if you're ever going to try to seek out advice or like an external opinion find someone or a group of people that have as little attachment to the outcome or to like you as a person because people who love you whether it's like friends family who are really close to you they're going to have a pretty strong opinion about it and that's where it can get pretty blurry because friends and family will always look out, like, will always want the best for you, 
but we all know when you are sharing some sort of situation going on in your life and this this doesn't have to be relationships right this is just in general whatever the case may be they, they always are only going to know the way you shared it right but you also realize there is a more there's kind of two sides to the story or, or, or two ways to look at it. So you have to be really mindful of that as well when you are asking for external opinion because you want to try your best to like also showcase how, if again, if it's dealing with another person, where that person may be feeling, what they may be going through because you want as an objective external opinion as possible. That's for me has been the most helpful because it doesn't really make me have confirmation bias like most of the time if I'm gonna ask a girlfriend like what she thinks she's always gonna try to comfort me side with me in whatever way and that's not necessarily a a bad thing it just means that they they love in, in this case they love me so much that they just want me to come out as like best as possible but that once again, can kind of blind them from giving the most honest and objective viewpoints. So just wanted to add that as a tangent. So anyways, when she asked me what I thought, um, like, you know, like, quote unquote, what she should do, I said, well, <laughs> I, I definitely don't have an opinion on what you should do. But when it comes down to the question of should I end things or should I not, here's how I would evaluate it, whether this relationship is right for me. As most of you have probably heard for a while now, I've been consistently drinking Magic Mind because not only does it taste so good, especially if you love a hint of matcha flavor, but this stuff helps me get into my flow state and I always feel a stronger sense of focus, which makes sense since it is a productivity drink. While I love coffee and I do make it every morning, when it comes to preparing for my workflow or wanting something to sip on before I get into my work, I always choose Magic Mind because, like I said, it helps me get into my flow state and it makes me feel more focused and productive. The best part is that it is all natural and I'm going to share with you a few key facts and ingredients. Number one, it is known to increase and improve productivity. It has very little caffeine and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee if you drink coffee for energy and focus. For me, like I said, I drink it more for just the pleasure of making coffee. So this one is definitely a better alternative if you prefer more of an energy-focused drink. It helps fight off fatigue and brain fog as well as some ADD symptoms. And lastly, it is all natural ingredients including adaptogens, matcha, and nootropics. If you've been considering it for a while, I highly, highly recommend you give this a try. I drink this every single day, no joke, and it comes in a box of 15 and I like it so much sometimes I drink two in a day, but disclaimer, It is not recommended. They do recommend one, but I just truly love it so much. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with the code FULFILL at magicmind.co slash fulfill during checkout. That's fulfill, F-U-L-F-I-L-L at magicmind.co slash fulfill. I would ask myself if the person that I'm with, if my partner, if he treats me the way I truly want to be treated? Does he make me feel loved? Has he been consistently loyal? Does he do his best to progress in his own life individually and with me in our relationship? Does he have, does he share the same values as me and especially a similar personal vision? That's a big one. 
But most of all, I think it just comes back to, does this person treat me at the standard I expect to be treated from a partner? And the reason why I brought that up to her is because prior to me saying this, someone had said, you know, you could do so much better, you could find someone hotter, you can find, you know, all these different things. And don't get me wrong, I understand that messaging. And again, this is, you know, a lot of us girls, we we tend to want to hype each other up and I don't blame any of it. However, you got to remember that finding someone hotter, someone better, like that is all subjective, right? How do you measure that someone is better? How do you measure that someone is hotter? Because someone in our eyes might be beautiful and attractive, but to another person, they might seem average or maybe not as attractive, right? I can certainly say like there are plenty of guys that I personally don't find attractive, but maybe like, to be honest, Kendall Jenner does. Like I can certainly say some of the people that she's dated or currently dated, whatever, I don't really find physically attractive, but I'm not, that doesn't take away from their attractiveness. You know what I mean? So I think we have to be really careful about that when we are saying that to a friend or receiving that message from a friend like, oh, you could find someone better. But what does better mean? Because better means nothing if they're not going to treat you at the standard that you deserve to be treated, if they're not going to love you the way you want and need to be loved. And that's why I asked her to really think deeply about, does this person currently do that? Because The other parts that has made her kind of question whether she should stay in this relationship, which is more about, I would say, just things that are, quite frankly, like work throughable, I guess if that's a word, because it's just the shit that he's gotten himself into. And And I said, you know, we all make mistakes in life. We all, um, you know, have our own personal adversities that can make us look questionable or make us look, you know, like we aren't in the best spot. And that's fair. But you also got to remember that is overcomable. Like that's not permanent, right? What's more permanent is the person's character, the way they treat you. Like this also applies to whether a person is, you know, making a good amount of money or not, right? So look, I'm surrounded by a lot of women all the time. I know it's a topic where, you know, when it comes to like the future of a guy, can he be can he be a good mate or partner uh, long term when it's, you know, you're talking about family and combining incomes and whatever that looks like to you, right? You always ideally, you know, men get a lot of their confidence from their work and or ability to make money. This literally goes back to tribes as well, like way back in the day. Like a man is like the hunter. He's able to get resources. That is just how it's translated into 2022, okay? Um, But for me, I shared like my personal example. I actually don't really look for someone that's already there, that can already do the resources. That is great. I actually look for someone that has the skill set to get those resources, if you will. Um, this might be coming from like a more entrepreneur mindset because a lot of entrepreneur friends and I will talk about it. Like, we could go to zero, but the question is, can we go back? Right? Because entrepreneurs, uh, Elon Musk is a great example, whether you love him or hate him. I read his biography and I highly recommend it. And I have to say, I was fascinated by his ability to take those risks with after exiting PayPal back in like what 2001 or some shit um he exited 
had a lot of money and you might not know this, but he spent almost majority of the money into SpaceX and all of the launches that he was doing. This is like 2002, like the 2000s era, okay? Um, And you would think, you know, take that money and go coast with your life. But no, I mean, most innovators and entrepreneurs, they need to continue to build something, to work on something. So they will take risks that, quite frankly, might bankrupt them. But that's why, to me, it doesn't matter necessarily where you are at now. I'm observing, do you have the skill set regardless? Because even if I did meet you at a point where you make a decent amount of money right now, right? The question is, what if you go to zero? Like, pandemic made a lot of businesses be put in a rough financial spot, right? So do you leave someone in that stage? Of course not. Uh, Oh, I mean, (laughs) ideally you don't, okay? So that's kind of coming back to your own morals and values. But that's why I'm saying um, those things are not permanent. Where a guy's financial standing is not permanent, where he's made certain mistakes that he might need to recover from, that's also not permanent, right? You got to just observe how they handle it But also, again, when it comes to, is this an aligned partner for me? Observe how they make you feel, how they treat you. Is that consistent? Do they share the same core values? Because when you go back to the foundation, like a house, my friend Jordan and I were talking about this literally like the other day, um, you know, the foundation is like the strongest, right? So part of the foundation is your shared values and your shared vision in life. Um, individually, but also, again, share. If, if you have similar visions, you will kind of glide a little bit easier. Whereas for me, for example, my vision would be like um, being in New York long term and also being able to explore like different parts of Europe and expand my own personal brand and, and continue to provide value to women like you guys listening right now through this podcast. That to me is part of my personal vision. And obviously, um, if I wanted to date someone that's like a camper and wants to, I don't know, go uh, basically camping all over the world and like living like a nomad and that kind of thing, that might be a hard match because we have different type of visions and lifestyles and things like that. And so again, I could date someone that's like flexible and like not having to stay in one place, but I don't know if it would make sense to be with someone that's trying to jump to a new place every month, you know? Just giving a random example. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. 
Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. But then just jumping back really quick to, you know, things that are changeable, like someone's financial standing and someone recovering from difficult adversities or mistakes they've made in their own personal life, you might wonder, okay, how do I observe that though? Well, it, it really depends, right? So if you're starting to date someone, I think you can ask different questions like just talking about the future in, in their terms, right? So maybe asking them around like, what are their goals around their career? What are they currently working on? Finding out what they do in their free time because I would say, again, if someone's like not in a good financial place, but they are talking about and doing, if you've, again, if you're dating them long enough where you can kind of see words and actions together, where they're working towards a specific goal or getting out of a financial rut, whatever that looks like, okay, that's evidence right there, right? But if they're not in a good financial place and they are kind of being reckless where they tend to go out with their bros a lot and they put continue to put themselves in debt or um, you know there's just certain chapters where you should be spending your time more wisely to really build or or get out of that rut that you are in and that's for me what I would observe but also I just think the way someone talks about like knowing how to get to A to B to Z it, it takes practice, but I think that's something I can usually sense. Like, does this person know, like, if they're not in a great place, like, does this person know the vision of getting from A to Z? And I, I think that probably for me comes from my own entrepreneurial journey, because when I left my corporate job, left my salary, I also had to predict, like, okay, this is where I'm at um, on my monthly retainers that I have clients paying me, I need to get to this point. And so I can kind of, if someone were to ask me, how are you getting to that point? I'd be like, okay, you know, I am currently prospecting X amount of people per month. And my goal is to have X more clients by this month that would bring me to X amount of dollars of revenue per month. You know what I mean? So I could at least break it down if someone really wanted to ask me, but it's kind of the same thing where if someone was trying to say, yeah, this is what I'm working on. I'm currently at a corporate job, but I'm trying to leave so I can build this. And they were kind of explaining um, in their own personal vision, yeah, this is what I'm doing uh, so that I am feasible enough to leave and then I will be at this financial point. Like I can kind of hear that, you know, when when people have really thought about it and are serious enough to get towards it, you can just hear it in the way they explain. They're a little bit more vision oriented versus vague and that doesn't mean when you're vision oriented you know every single detail because I can't say that about myself but you can you can hear the direction when they're speaking so I would say if you're really curious to know how you can kind of figure that out just ask them like just be curious and just ask them different questions but don't be like interrogating either like the tone of voice matters because if you ask a guy like you know, okay, you're in a kind of shitty financial place, like, what are you going to do to get out of it? That's just not pleasant. And also, at the end of the day, I had, a, I had a conversation with a friend a few weeks ago, too. But, you know, at the end of the day, you should ideally love your partner where, like, the money doesn't matter, 
the ring doesn't matter the external things don't matter it's it's really like the connection between you and this person and the way you make one another feel on top of again the the practicality of a relationship which is like how you make it last long and how you treat one another and how you actually you know build and support one another long term like that's again to me it's a given in a relationship but I think at the end of the day the external things are just the cherry on top and I certainly am not at like my peak or at my best place but at the same time I wouldn't want a guy to want to date me just because I'm like already at a certain level you know because I, I would I would be curious how his his values are and where his decision making process is in that so um, just wanted to share that because I think that also applies to other areas of life that can be built upon but remember that someone's intrinsic way of treating you their their values their beliefs and just who they are at their core like their character I would say that in itself is more permanent and that's why the high value guys may feel harder to find because you can't read about it on an app you can't see it in a guy just by like meeting him in person for the first time it's through getting to know someone and through their actions and their words and how they make you feel do you really get to observe that and that goes with when you're with someone that's like not great either you should also be able to kind of sense that you're like "Mm, this just doesn't like feel like something that's aligned with me and before I wrap up this bonus episode I just want to say you know as women trust your instincts now don't (laughs) I will preface this don't always believe that's completely right but when you have a certain gut feeling and this like goes for almost everything right like I could say that when it was about moving to LA there was no logic to it that was a gut feeling moving to New York no logic it was all gut feeling I didn't move to these places because of a job or because I needed to it was just like instinctively it felt right same thing when I was trying on a sweater the other day I was deciding what color I would want the salesperson said oh I think that color looks great on you but I intuitively just did not feel that I was like hmm no, I just like my gut feels like this color works better. So I chose the color that I felt works better, right? At the end of the day, you know, you know it, like what's best for you, like your body is aware. And I would say that also applies to people and especially romantic partners. Like when you meet someone on a first date, like some people will say, yes, like uh, things can, can, can build over time. And, and I agree to that. But also, don't always just assume things can build just because the first date or the first time you guys met didn't have much of a, like, click, you know, like something just wasn't there. Um, don't always bet on the fact that it can build. Personally, I like in my relationship experience, in my past and current relationships, both of them were like very, when we met, it was just something was very in alignment and for me that happened when I was 18 and the second time was last year when I was 24 so um you know it's funny because I read somewhere how these actual connections like these deep connections arguably only happen with a romantic partner like if you get lucky at most three times um but I think that it's usually arguably like two but 
you know, don't, don't, don't shoot the messenger. Okay. That's just like data or whatever the fuck. Like I read somewhere or heard somewhere that, um, it's, it, it is rare for a reason. That's why like, when you feel it, you know, and that's why I've, I've always heard like people say like when it comes to why they knew or how they knew a certain partner was for them. It's just when you know, you know, and that doesn't mean there are not hard times along the way. There are so many difficult paths along the way, but I think luckily today we have more access of learning how to navigate those difficulties better that I think it can enable us to be more knowledgeable on not letting a connection go to waste and and allowing us to work through them when we still feel like that is necessary versus just walking away because we think the grass is greener on the other side. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode and maybe gave you some food for thought. Maybe this was something you needed to hear. As always, it means a lot when you message me on Instagram and just let me know your feedback, your thoughts on this show, because it really does keep me going. And it's just so nice to hear you guys supporting the show. So thank you again. It means the world. And I appreciate you all so much. I will chat with you all in the next episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.